You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. As you know, we are going through uh, a number of topics on the Christian life this year, 2019. Uh, The first third of the year or so, we're going to talk a lot about the areas of personal holiness. The second part of the year, we're going to spend time talking a lot about evangelism and a number of issues around that and, and things associated with evangelism. And then the final third of the year, the goal is to talk about Um, being one who builds up the body of Christ and who um, edifies the body of Christ, as we're called to do. So that's kind of the plan, as you know, for 2019. Uh, Today, I want to talk about prayer. Uh, I've spent the first month of 2019 talking about Bible intake as a believer. We've talked about Bible memorization, meditation, reading the Bible widely and also narrowly. Uh, I've talked about a number of things in those in that regard. Uh, but now I want to kind of shift from Bible reading to to prayer for for a little bit for a few episodes. Uh, I want to talk specifically today about having a prayer closet or a place of private prayer. It doesn't have to be inside an actual closet or even inside of a building. It can be outside somewhere. But the idea is having a place where you go to be alone with the Lord on a daily basis. This was Something that uh, this idea of a prayer closet is something that we get from Matthew 6 6, where our Lord is teaching a group of people about prayer. And it would have been a group that was probably a religious group of people. This would have been a group that would have grown up around uh, the, the religion that the Pharisees were, were in charge of or were propagating. This would have been a group that thought of themselves as special because they were ethnically Jewish and that meant something and they were much better than Gentiles and there could have been uh, a lot of self-righteousness even in this group of people that Jesus was addressing in Matthew 6. Jesus is addressing these people as part of his famous Sermon on the Mount, and he's teaching them uh, about heart matters. You see this when he talks to them about uh, adultery and lust. He's going at the heart. You see this when he talks about anxiety and worry. He goes at the heart. He he teaches a self-righteous group or a group that might have tended to be tempted toward self-righteousness, and he goes right at their heart. So don't give me the externals. What is true in your heart? Well, he does this with with prayer as well. This was a group that would have been used to the prayers of the Pharisees. Elsewhere in Scripture, we learn that these prayers were showy. These prayers were uh, often done in public. These prayers were done to impress people. Jesus actually rebukes the Pharisees for this type of thing. But Jesus goes to the heart of prayer. This intimacy, this privacy... Uh, this private conversation between the person and God the Father. So Christ teaches this group about the importance of private prayer and refers to praying in one's closet. Based on the context of this passage, it's important for us to know that the Lord wants us to pray more than just when we're with other people. Now, he's in no way, in Matthew 6, diminishing corporate prayer in church or prayer in small groups or prayers with your family before meals or before bed or whatever it may be. He's not diminishing that at all. But he is commanding us, not suggesting, he's commanding us to pray in secret as well. 
Matthew 6, 6 says this, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Again, this is so that we are privately praying and we're not praying to be seen by others, which is what they were used to um, seeing, used to knowing about, used to experiencing. Prayer is done to impress others. So he's taking us into our closets where no one can see us pray. You're not going to get anything from men and women out of this prayer. You're not going to get accolades, attaboys. You're not going to get any of that. You're going to be in private speaking to your father, and no one's going to know that you're doing it. With that being said, let me provide you three thoughts concerning your private prayer closet. Okay, so for the rest of this podcast, I want to give you three thoughts concerning your private prayer closet. First, here's the first thought. Our Lord himself practiced private prayer. Our Lord did this. He got alone and separated himself from the hustle and bustle, from the chaos, from the people. He got alone and practiced private prayer. We learn this in Mark 1, verse 35. After a day full of ministry and and even a night full of ministry, when you read earlier in Mark 1, you see that he woke up early the next morning and went away to pray. Private communion with the Father was vital to our Lord. It's good for us to know about Christ's example. On the night before he died, he separated himself in the Garden of Gethsemane from his disciples and went to be alone with his Father. This, was, this is what our Lord needed, and it's what our Lord showed us as an example. So let's follow his example in this way. Our Lord did this. Second, going into a prayer closet or room or a special place where you can be alone is about intimacy. I'd encourage you not to think of this command as a drudge. Don't even hear this podcast and come away thinking, I'm supposed to do this, or I know I'm not doing it right, or I have to. Don't think of it that way. This is a privilege. Jesus is exhorting us to get alone with God the Father. This is not about pressure. This is about privilege. The scriptures are commending an aloneness with God our Father to us. Again, what a privileged position we're in. Third, Matthew 6, 6 tells us that there is a rewarding that comes with this type of private prayer. He says at the end, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So there's this private rewarding. Actually, it's not a private rewarding. It's a public rewarding. He's going to reward us for the private prayers that we pray. He says, when we pray privately to God, because there's no one around to impress, he'll answer that prayer. It doesn't come from a heart of pride, which is looking to pray for some sinful reason. It's looking to pray because we really want to spend time with our Lord. So there's a reward from the Father that comes after that. Think about it. If you have um, multiple children or if you um, have a spouse or even a friend that, that you like to be around. And it's just hard to be around them because everyone's so busy. And you're often maybe around each other in groups, maybe at church. But to get alone and be together sometimes isn't always easy. Uh, it, you look forward to those times where it's just the two of you. 
And when I think about this with my kids, uh, one thing we try to do in our home is to have some times where either mom can go with one of the boys just just one-on-one, or I can go with one of the boys just one-on-one. We kind of cycle through and take turns doing that. But I look forward to that time so much as a dad because I'm getting that that one-on-one devoted time with my son. He, he doesn't need to compete for <laughs> to get a sentence in. Uh, I don't need to compete to get a sentence in. It's just he and I talking to each other. He appreciates it. I appreciate it. I love that he just comes straight to me without any trying to impress someone else or trying to fight with someone else or trying to compete with someone else. It's just he and I. And that one-on-one is special. Now, the the group setting, me with all four of my boys or us with the people that we love and a bunch of other people, those are certainly special times. But there is something special when we just have that one-on-one time. It's no different than we're with the Lord. It's not as if the Lord is limited and can't commune with us intimately, even when we're with other people. So when you pray at church, it's not as if he's saying, well, I'm kind of paying attention to everybody else, so I'm paying less attention to you. No, our God is perfect. Our God is everywhere at all times, 100%. So he, he's not any less concerned with your prayer then. But there is something special for us when we are alone with our Lord, nobody else around. And I believe often at times like that, we're praying our truest prayers. We're not praying to impress the people in our prayer circle. We're not praying to impress people who are looking at us, seeing if we're closing our eyes or whatever it may be. It's just us, our concerns, our Lord, our heart, our thanksgivings. It's just us and our Lord. That's a special reality. So our Lord, when we engage in those true heartfelt prayers that probably have less sin in them than when we pray with other people around, he rewards those prayers. He says that in Matthew 6. There's a little-known pastor from England who, at the end of his life, moved to Rhode Island, actually, and this was he was in the 1600s. His name is Samuel Lee. You've probably never heard of Samuel Lee. He's not a popular name. He was a Puritan. He went to John Owen's church in England. You've probably heard of that name. He went to John Owen's church in England, and then he uh, was uh, sent off to Rhode Island to be a pastor of a congregation there in that colony at the time. Samuel Lee wrote a book called Secret Prayer Successfully Managed. It's more, it's more of a paper, Secret Prayer Successfully Managed. In this work, he wrote this about the special place of private prayer. He said, an invisible God is delighted with invisible prayers when no eye sees but his. An invisible God is delighted with invisible prayers when no eye sees but his. Where does he get that? He gets that from Matthew 6. That's a great way of saying it. So I'd encourage you, friend, have a prayer closet. Don't allow the time that you pray to the Father to be only when other people are around. Again, there's nothing wrong with corporate prayer. There's nothing wrong with praying together at all. It's a wonderful thing and even commended in the scriptures. But also have a place where you can go where it's just you and him. I'm reminded about Susanna Wesley's commitment to private prayer. She was the mother of 10 children, actually 19, but nine of them had died. So she was the mother of 10 children and two of whom you've probably heard of, John and Charles, John and Charles Wesley. Susanna, their mother, was 
used to large families. After all, she was the 25th and final child of her mother and father. Yes, you heard that right, 25th. So she herself, having 10 children, was a busy woman. Raising 10 children would certainly require much prayer. This godly woman was like so many today who are extremely busy caring for the needs of others. She was like other mothers caring for the needs of her children. Maybe she was like other parents, other fathers who were busy providing and working and going from meeting to meeting and church activity to to work activity. She was busy, just like we are. This godly woman fought for private communion with God. She didn't have a lot of spare time. So Wesley, Susanna Wesley, trained her children that whenever they saw her with her apron over her head, they were to be silent and to leave her alone. When she went under that apron, she was going into her prayer closet. She was going to talk to her Heavenly Father. This commitment to her prayer closet is a good reminder for us that prayer is indeed a privilege worth fighting for. So giving your life away to God as an act of worship will require your constant communication with Him. He desires this, and so should we. So may you enjoy and receive great blessing from these times of private prayer with your Heavenly Father. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.